Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Um, As always, I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Kate Sitars. Hello, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, And we have the pleasure today of being joined by a star CCA student and copywriter, uh, Shelby Slavic. Hey, Shelby, how are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, for for everyone's context, this is actually the the second time we have uh, tried to sit down with Shelby. And the thing is, is that um, it can be hard to get Shelby because she's busy because she is working as a copywriter. Uh, and we know sometimes our students are able to get away in the middle of the day for a uh, for an interview, and sometimes that's just not possible. So Shelby, we. Really, really appreciate you making time in the evening hours to talk with us. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Hey, we're excited to have you. Um, let's let's start at the beginning. Go back to the the beginning of of your copywriting story. Um, what got you interested in copywriting to begin with? Do you remember? Um, yeah. So I um, originally had a journalism degree, and I always wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of just didn't know where to go with that after I graduated. So I was bartending with my friend, um, and we were bartending through the pandemic and we were like, okay, we've got to get out of here. We've got to figure something out. Yeah. Um, and she actually sent me a TikTok she found about a girl copywriting that was making a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, this sounds like something I could do. Um, and then I just kind of researched it. I Googled around a lot. Um, I didn't find the CCA immediately. I found a bunch of master's programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to commit to, you know, spending $40,000 if I've never even had a job. So I kind of told myself, like, once you get the first internship, um, then you can put money down and go into a master's program. Um, so I got the first internship. It was kind of a hot mess, but I learned a lot. Um, and I was like, I can, I think I can really do this. Um, so I started Googling again and I found the CCA. I was like, well, this seems a lot better. It's a, 
a lot more reasonably priced. Um, so I decided to do that instead. Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was it as you got into that, that initial internship, even before the CCA, which good for you, by the way, yeah. um, talk about taking action. Um, what was it that, that you just, what was it the called to about copywriting? What did you, what did you like about it? Um, so I like that I had a lot of transferable skills, um, with journalism. And then I originally thought I wanted to do social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that would be a good, like in the door, um, thing, but the title was actually copywriting. So I was like, hmm, I don't know what copywriting is, but I'll give it a try. And then I got the internship and it ended up being, um, a lot of blogging actually, but it was really fun. Um, I did a little bit of website copy and that was a lot of fun. And I was like, I think I can really do this if I get some training and figure it out. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of went from there. It was really nice. That's cool. That's cool. And it, like I said, good for you for, for taking advantage of that opportunity and, and for moving forward with it. Um, what was the, what was the next part of your journey after you got into the CCA and you were learning and practicing and building those skills, what came next for you? Um, so I worked through the CCA in about, I think two months is what I did the classes and you. stuff. Um, I got my website going and then I, I did pitch a Palooza. So I did pitches for January. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of, I fell off. Um, I started making a lot of money in the restaurant I was in and I was just like, well, I don't really want to pitch. Um, so I ignored all the rules and just applied to like <laughs> it, Indeed and LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. for like six months and I got nowhere. I did a whole bunch of interviews, but that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found kind of more of an entry level job where I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I just have to take the first thing that comes my way. And it paid, it was corporate communications and social media. Mm-hmm. They paid 13 bucks an hour, but I was like, okay, I can do this during the day and then work at the restaurant at night, um, just kind of build my portfolio. So I did that um, for a little bit. I did it for two months. It, it was really fun. Um, it was also really unorganized. Um, so it just wasn't, wasn't great experience, but it was something to put on my resume. So I did that. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to take a break. Um, I think I'm, I had six months left in my lease in the city I was in at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I really want to move in six months. So I'm just going to kind of send out feelers in the other city where I want to be. Um, And then of course, like two weeks in, I got a job offer for a marketing assistant in the other city. Um, So I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to go for it. And I worked remote for them for a while. And then I, they really pressured me to move here. And so I just was like, okay, I'll bite the bullet and I'll move. And then like the week after I moved, they laid me off. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, but that was really fun at first. (laughs) Yeah. Up until, yeah. Up until losing the job. It was my story has a happy ending though, at least. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It does. Let's get to the happy ending. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So then I got that on my resume. Um, I got all kinds of experience, got to work with influencers. And then I kind of figured out like social media isn't for me. I was kind of over it. Um, so then I just started applying to stuff on Indeed and LinkedIn and I got, um, the first call for the like job I have now. And I honestly, I didn't take the screening seriously because it was so far out of my league. I was like, this is just going to be a waste of time, um, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I did the call. Um, They invited me to come in person. Again, I was like, there's no way, um, but I'm going to give it my best shot. This will be good practice. So I like printed out my portfolio um, and went in person. And then during the interview at the end, I asked for spec work. Um, And I think I was the only person that asked for spec work because they didn't have anything pulled together. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, we'll get something together and we'll get um, back to you. So then I did the spec work. Um, then they offered me a job a week later. 
So that was crazy. That's great. Bravo. That's great. Yeah. I love how you said I wasn't prepared. And then you're talking about all the things you did, like printing it, showing up with your portfolio, which a lot of people don't think to do. Um, and then asking, yeah, to write some spec pieces for them, which is, yeah, way to stand out above mm-hmm. literally everyone else. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. What, what was it about the role that made you think like, oh no, I'll, I'll never get this. Mm. Um, so it's, like a big corporation. Um, it's a hospitality group and they have like, I don't know, our CEO is worth like $8 billion. So it was just so far out of, yeah, it's a lot of big brand names that I don't think I'm allowed to say. Um, but it was just, it was so big. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this job because it was my top priority. I was still doing interviews, but this one was like the number one. Uh, it was just too good to be true, I guess. Except it, for you for, yeah, <laughs> except it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Good for you for mm-hmm. going for it, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though, I love that attitude. And I love just your whole trajectory, I think, has been, you've clearly been just open to the possibilities of of where this can take you. And I think that's such a good reminder that we never know what opportunities will come up and what we'll learn from them. Yeah, yeah. Have you gotten any feedback since hiring you or even maybe in the process of hiring you of of what you uh, did the spec work, but were there, was there anything else that they said, you know, this really set you apart? So I think what set me apart is that I had so much um, like experience in the restaurant industry. So mm-hmm. I knew how to talk about food and drinks and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of set me apart. Um, and then I also think asking for spec work probably made me seem professional because it was a junior copywriting role. So I don't know if anyone else asked for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been my only feedback so far, you know? Yeah. That's great. Well, and that's, I think that's a really good testament to, you know, sometimes when we're making a career change, we think, all right, it it has to be totally different, but Mm -hmm. you were able to use experience, previous experience you had and use that to help you land a job in that new industry. That's terrific. So what does your, what does your day-to-day look like now? I mean, as much as you can share, I know obviously you can't share the the big (laughs) names that you're working on, but what kinds of stuff are you, are you getting to do now? Um, So it's been really cool. Um, I guess my day-to-day is I go in, I do emails um, and then I look at all the groups and the brands send in like copy requests to us. Um, So I'll look through the requests and kind of put them in order and work through those. Um, and then I've also, um, the company also owns like a magazine and my boss is the editor. Um, so I got to write an article for them. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then we do a lot of like slogans and stuff. One of my first big projects was we did a rebrand for a hotel, um, in the Hamptons and they actually picked up one of my slogans and they might use it for like the number one slogan. So that was pretty cool. It was like my first project. That is super um, cool. That is so cool. Yes. And that is, those are big projects too, as I'm sure you experience. Like coming up with a slogan that can be that can be a huge project, and it can take a lot of. Um, there are usually a lot of uh, stakeholders. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's where a lot of input for. from lots yes. of people. Yeah. Yes. So that's really impressive. Good for you. But it's been really fun, and it's also really collaborative because there are so many people, and there's so much to learn. Um, so I really love that as well. There's just so many great people to learn from. Yeah. Do you find yourself working with designers or what kinds of, what kinds of roles do you get to work with? Um, so the main person I work with is the senior copywriter. Um, everything I do goes through her, but then I also, I do get to work for designers. Um, I had a moment where I had to like send in design notes and I didn't know how to do it. And I was like, Oh, I should have listened to the CCA and worked with a designer before. Um, 
So yeah, I, I do get to do some of that. And then I also get to be in meetings with like the brand managers when they're doing like reconcepting and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool too. It's kind of surreal. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah, do you have advice? Because I think it comes up a lot where, I mean, the, the intimidation factor, I think of a big organization like that is is not uncommon is all that's to say. So do you have advice to people who might be feeling some of that as well of, you know, how much, I mean, you went for it, which is awesome. And I feel like that would be the advice, but um, can you speak to, I guess, just how much you've learned since then and and that feeling of like, I have to know everything and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I kind of feel like getting the job was the hardest part. And once you get there, people are going to be nice and help you and help you learn. Um, you just kind of have to ask a lot of questions and I'm really lucky. Like the place I work at, um, everyone's just really nice, really helpful. It's a lot of like women my age and a little bit older, but it's not, no one's intimidating. Everyone's just really nice, really educated. Um, so I guess everyone that you're going to be working with is they're just people. Um, mm. So just kind of have to put yourself out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really yeah. smart piece of advice because I think that when you're intimidated about a new job, it's so easy to just to focus on ourselves, right? And and to forget that all of the other people in the office want you to do well. Like mm-hmm. their jobs are so much easier when your job is easy, when you are doing well, when you are are able to contribute and you feel welcomed and you feel supported. And obviously not every job will be like that. Certainly there are there are amazing jobs and there are crummy jobs, just as there are you know, the different kinds of people and different, all that kind of thing. But, but I, I think that's a really great insight. And I think it, it probably benefits us all uh, more often than not to go into something with that kind of willingness to ask questions and willingness to be, to be open to learn and, and kind of um, an expectation that people are going to want to help you and going to, because they benefit when you benefit. Yeah. Oh, and I also wanted to add, um, I know people get like really scared about working for big corporations, um, but it's actually been way less scary to work for them than for like, say, a small business owner. Because when I walk into the corporation, they already have the tone guide, they have the process, they have everything. And I just kind of have to like do my little job and like just complete it. Um, and for like the small business that I worked for, they wanted me to know everything, like know how to do social media, know how to do like PR, administrative assistant, like all these crazy things. Um, so it can actually be easier to kind of get a foot in the door in a bigger place. I felt like there's more structure. Yeah, that's, that's a really great insight. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think I do think that. I mean, let's face it. Lots of companies will try to get everything that they possibly can out of you, even if it's not in your area of expertise. Um, but but I think you're right that that there is maybe some additional. Um, I don't know, insight or experience at a bigger corporation where they, they have a better understanding of what they're actually going to get. They're going to hire a copywriter and know that they're going to get a copywriter and maybe they'll get lucky and you'll have, because you had some social media experience, certainly, mm-hmm. but um, without expecting you to do stuff that's not within your your realm of expertise. Yeah. A little less education going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm curious too, because it sounds like you were still working in the restaurant industry before you got this job. So how, can you speak to how you juggled that? And I assume, are you, are you still in the restaurant industry? Have you let that? No, I finally let okay. it go. I was um, like, you're doing yeah. a lot of things, Shelby. <laughs> no, um, good, good. I finally had to let it go. Um, yeah. And I was lucky at the restaurant I was at. Um, I was really like 
ingratiated in the staff. So I could just pick up the good shifts, make the money, mm-hmm. and then um, work on my freelancing and stuff on the side or my other job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I just, that's the good thing about copywriting, it's, it can be really flexible. Um, so you don't have to just throw everything out the window and jump all in. Um, mm-hmm. You can kind of keep your other job for now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a smart way to do it. If you've got money coming in, then use that and then build up your career, your copywriting career as you go. Yeah, absolutely. As comfortable as you feel sharing too, because you landed uh, one of your freelance clients as you got this job. So are you, are you doing both and how, how is that? Um, yeah, so I got, I got a freelance client that I, well, it's, it, it's a freelance role, but it's not like a cold pitch client. Um, mm-hmm. It's like for a a website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had actually applied to them when I was at the marketing assistant job for the small business um, because I ran their numbers and I saw they were really bad. Um, and I was like, oh, I, got, I got to get out of here. Like, this isn't good. Um, and I actually forgot about them. And then they reached out to me later when I already had the full-time role. Um, so it's pretty easy. They just, I just freelance like on my lunch break after work, um, have a lot of downtime. So it's a lot. I just get to do it as I please, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's been nice. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's, That's and it can cool, be nice yeah. too when you're doing, when you spend all of your time working in, in, or not all of your time, but you know, your nine to five hours working on one brand or one type of brands it can be fun to do something a little bit different, kind of keeps us fresh. Yeah. It's been really fun. I got to learn SEO through it. So that's been yeah, really cool. fun. Learned a new skill. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cool. Always a- a stuff to add to the toolbox. Yeah. 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 Again, on on the job, learning it, which is beautiful. I feel like mm-hmm. jumping in and just at a certain point going for it. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Well, and you have, obviously you, you are in a, you're in a great place. You've got a great job. You are, you are absolutely succeeding. As you look back on your, your journey to get here, is there anything that you would do differently or anything that you think, ah, you know, maybe if I had, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah, I definitely would cold pitch more. Mm-hmm. Um, my my big goal is still to be a freelancer. That's what I would definitely do is pitch more. You can make more money, um, have more control of your schedule. And then I also wouldn't just like randomly send out resumes for like a year on end. Um, just kind of try to have more of a plan mm-hmm. and then take what I have and try to move into a career more quickly than I mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Cool. I you move very quick, I have yeah, to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give yourself some credit <laughs> because yeah, you, so you started the CCA in 2022, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, what, a handful of months before all of everything that happened and still now at a full-time, full-time copywriting role. Yeah, I guess it happened in like a year. It felt like yeah. forever, but <laughs> <laughs> when we're in it, it can definitely feel, I yes. think more and then looking back, oh wait, I completely changed careers within a year that's like and moved uh Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. some big life some big life shifts yeah it's a big deal so if someone were to say um hey Shelby okay so this copywriting thing I've seen you do it I'm kind of interested um what do I need to know what kind of what kind of advice would you give them so I guess the number one thing is you have to like to write um that's like the obvious one and I guess if you feel like you're a creative person, you like to write, you like to create. Um, and then I would say, sign up for the CCA. I wish this had been like a class in my college. I'm like, where has this been all my life? My life would have been so much easier. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely sign up for the CCA. 
Um, and then don't feel like you have to know everything to get started and just start pitching. You'll like, you'll learn on the job. You can't know everything before you do your first job. Mm-hmm. So just I get started. Like, shout that louder for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah. It's hard advice to follow though. I get it, but it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, listen to Shelby. If you're not going to listen to Nikki and I listen to Shelby, she is living proof of doing the thing. Yeah. Being, being willing to learn can be a, yeah. a big part of, of becoming successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people like to hire folks like that too, that are just excited to learn and curious. And to your point, I think earlier you said asking questions, which I know sometimes we can be afraid to do, but that's such, such good advice to, to ask as many questions as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Shelby, if we have a lot of copywriters listening, of course, but you know, we have other people listening to, and if someone is like, Ooh, I really like Shelby. I, I really want to hire her to do some freelance copywriting for me. Um, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? All that stuff. Um, so my copywriting website is Shelby's copy studio.com. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Shelby Slavic, but it's a personal account. Well, and we'll put those links within the show notes. So it's easy for people to, to click over and, and take a look. Um, but Shelby, thank you so much for, for chatting with us. Um, it's been so, so fun to, well, obviously tonight to hear about your story, but it's so fun to be just watching your story and learning about it in the Facebook group. And it's so fun for us to, to sit down and have a chance to, to chat with you in person as well, kind of in person as well. Yeah, it was great to meet you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think a a lot of people are going to relate to a lot of what they heard today. And I think this will inspire plenty of people as well. Thank you. So welcome. Thank you. And so with that, we will catch you all in another episode. Thanks, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.